0: The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as Jesus was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, the time is fulfilled, and the dominion of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news." The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. It was in the second half of our recent trip to Africa that we that it seemed to me like we were in the middle of nowhere. Now the first half included a few days in Zimbabwe and Botswana to visit Victoria Falls and a game reserve and a day that we saw a hundred elephants, and then there was South Africa with beautiful Cape Town and. Robin Island and the inspiring story of Nelson Mandela. There were African penguins, the southwest tip of the continent, and the wine country. And then, the desert of Namibia. Now remember, I grew up near one of the most beautiful places on earth, one hour away from Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. And I had come to Africa to see, among other things, giraffes and hippos and zebras and, yes, elephants. But here we were, traveling across the rough desert terrain in a four-wheel drive with our guide and driver, Scobie. And there was nothing there. Just dirt roads. No signs, (laughs) no cars, no people, no bathrooms, no rest stops. At least in the desert of Utah and Arizona, you get a gas station and a kind of cheap restaurant every 20 miles or so. But in the heat of that summer day, all I could see was sand and a few small shrubs. Yet the desert was the only way to the sand dunes and to the other important tourist destinations in Namibia. We can't get away from urban density and overstimulation and noise and traffic and crowds and always being online. The desert is nothingness. The middle of nowhere. And that is where Jesus is led in today's gospel, to nowhere. Now, in the scriptures, a desert is a place inhospitable to humans. Two Hebrew words for desert could be translated desolate land or wasteland. And the words for desert and wilderness are virtually interchangeable. In this desert, this desert nowhere, little rain falls. We were told in Namibia, sometimes less than an inch a year. But a recent definition of a desert that we also learned was this, a place where more moisture is lost through evaporation than is gained through precipitation. Think about it. In this country of Namibia, they have rivers, but the rivers are empty. There's no water in the rivers. Imagine, the last time one river had water was in 2012 and then the water just rushed vehemently. Hmm. (laughs) Well, quite a contrast to the Noah story. If it's not drought, it's a flood, like we heard about in the first reading. Now, when you and I venture to the desert, maybe in the American Southwest, we may do a little hiking at the cool of the day in the morning. Most of us, though, remain in our cars as sightseers, right? We stay at plush resorts, we browse through a Palm Springs desert magazine, and we take some pictures on our smartphone. Yet our text is today, in Mark, only in Mark, says that Jesus was driven into the desert. The Greek is a harsh word, suggesting being roughly thrown, violently propelled. It's the same word used Couple verses later for casting out demons. The desert, then, is a way of death, a way of emptiness, a way of surrender, a way of letting go, and finally, a way of trust, not to mention the place of wild beasts. It calls to mind the Israelites wandering, being tested in the wilderness for 40 years. And though a lot of talk of spirituality today is rather mushy, I would say, with those touching pictures of sunsets and burning candles, there's an element of life that is harsh, fierce, unfair. We've all been there. We've heard the news this week about the shooting in a school and of a police officer in this city. So the desert is not only a place of sand and heat, Metaphorically, it is an empty, nowhere place in our world or our hearts. Deserts could be urban wastelands of poverty. Deserts could be nursing homes with folks long abandoned. Our desert story may be when we hunger for meaning or purpose, when we thirst for love or companionship, when we are dying of boredom or grief, wondering what it's all for, wanting to get out of nowhere, but mostly wanting to make it through the night. As you read perhaps in my email opener this week, surprisingly, the early Christian desert fathers and mothers found solace and beauty in the fierce landscape of the desert in the nothingness of the desert. The bell that we ring in this space is a bit of that, calling us to nothingness. Meditating, or being with silence, or being in the middle of nowhere can be boring, dangerous, threatening. But many find, many of our ancestors find, ancestors in the faith find, that that is the place of renewal, and of healing. Consider this phrase from the novel, The English Patient. A person in a desert can hold absence in his cupped hands, knowing it is something that feeds him more than water. In other words, in our Christian tradition, we learn that God is a desert whose glory is known in unknowing, We learn that the self is a desert that must be stripped before God can be found at the center. This is the experience of Jesus and the contemplatives and the mystics and the very heart of Lent. Belden Lane reminds us that grace rarely comes in this calm, simple invitation to change your life. Rather, it can seem more like an assault being driven and thrust into a desert not of our choosing. God's call can sometimes seem like we're hit on the head, leaving us broken, no longer able to deny the deep need within. So when we were in that Namibian desert, we had been recommended to take this excursion called Tommy's Desert Desert. Tour. And there we discovered amazing life in the middle of nowhere, all kinds of small little plants and education. We would get out of the desert vehicle, and Tommy would be able to just be able to know where the tiny lizards and snakes and scorpions were, sometimes running after them before he grabbed them and placed them in his hand so that we could see. He told us that water is the currency of life, including in the desert. Yet sometimes the only water in the desert is a little condensation. And so we saw this beetle that stands on its head to collect the few drops of moisture that fall to its mouth. The water needed to live. Of course, ironic to talk of this desert when paired with God's promise to Noah to never destroy the world again with a flood. And today we are aware how climate change is intensifying both drought and flood that are already part of the weather cycle. During these weeks of Lent in this year of Mark, the first reading from the Hebrew scriptures is a different covenant story. And when we think of covenant, we think how, in the liturgy, we are given words to arise out of the silence, to arise out of the nothingness, to arise out of the desert terrain of nature and of our lives. So in studying ancient Israel's worship, biblical scholar Walter Brueggemann says that the world is remade. The world is remade each time we celebrate the liturgy. So for me, being a mountain man from Colorado, so to speak, after being in the desert, in the middle of nowhere, I am now captivated by it, both literally and spiritually. I may not go back to Namibia, but I will venture to the American Southwest with new eyes and an open heart. So as we together make this journey through the Lenten Desert, I assure you The good news is that you will be surprised with what you find in emptiness, with what you find in silence, with what you find in nothingness, with what you find when you are in the middle of nowhere, for it just might be the road to resurrection. Amen.